So, all right, everybody, here we go. This is part five of the, the series that actually preached a standalone message this past Sunday morning at the Lighthouse, and it's five must for difficult times. When I originally preached it, I called it five must during times of uncertainty and confusion. And we know that God is not the author of confusion, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 33, which another way to say that is God is that God is not a God of disorder, and so, but, but of peace. And because of the days and the times that we live in, and because they're so politically manipulative, and the media is manipulating people so much, and there's so much tension, and there's been this race war even that's been rekindled and propagated by really it's just ungodly obviously it's it's demonic in nature but it's being propagated by the media and political parties and all the political posturing and with the covid and vaccines uh, there's there's just so much contention and fighting frustration fear and confusion that I felt like I needed to take a break from the series I was doing called Five Years From Now and do this one right here called Five Must. And so I'm going to give you the fifth one. And let me just hit all of them real quick since this is the last video. And again, every one of these musts are rooted in the Word of God. And each one of these points could be a standalone series by themselves. It could preach several weeks on each one of these. So we're really just hitting some high points here. The first one, of course, is that you must obtain and maintain your peace. The second one is that you must, in these times, in difficult days and difficult seasons, you must place your trust in the Lord. Number three is you must operate in wisdom. Number four, you must be led by the Spirit. And if you've been born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, then he will lead you and guide you. You don't need someone to lead you and guide you. The Bible says in First uh, John that you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. He can give you direction and order. That's why as a, as a pastor, as a ministry leader, uh, the older I get, the less I try to, to just tell people, you should do this or you should do that. I want you to hear from God. And if you stay in the Word of God uh, then, then, and you have a prayer life, you can. Anyway, I'm going to spend too much time on that point. Let's get to point number five. And that's this. You must foster, develop, and protect godly relationships. Um, now, I'm going to tell you what um, what these relationships look like in my life and what, what I feel these should be for everybody. And the reason I say this is because when there's difficult times, you could find yourself where you, you're you're just struggling. And you need somebody to help you, uh, you know, fight for your peace. When you, when, when you feel like you can't make proper decisions. I don't know about you, but I want somebody. We, we're not alone. You don't have to be alone. And so we're the body of Christ. Jesus even said where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm right there in the midst of them. We see where Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. So I don't like lone rangers. Don't, I don't think it's good to be a lone Rangers, who do you have in your life right now? So obviously the number one relationship you need to foster and protect is your relationship with God. That goes without saying. Before I even think about my relationship with my wife and my children and 
the people I'm responsible to and, you know, my close friends, my church body. I need to have a right relationship with God. And so I want to make sure that my cup is filled up to overflowing and, and that I'm developing in, in, in that area of my life and that relationship. That goes without saying. The next relationship that is very important is, for those of you who are married, is your spouse. That's the, the outside of your walk with Jesus Christ, there's not a more important relationship for you to foster, develop, and protect than that, the one that you have with your spouse. Your spouse is the first one that, that when you're really needing some direction or you want some insight that you should go to. I can't say this enough. How many times, uh, when, as you know, through my marriage, I've been married 27 years now, there were times where I didn't listen to Becky, where she's trying to give me some advice or counsel, or she felt strongly about something. I did not listen to her and I paid the price for it. And Becky also will listen to me. And so in our home, I lead, um, you know, I hear from the Lord and, and so does Becky and we can talk about it. We can discuss these things and I value what she has to say. She sees things that I don't see. I see things that she doesn't see. And when there's times of difficulty and there's different storms that can hit a house, a family, your marriage is the number one priority. All right. Outside of your relationship with Jesus. All right, so the next relationship, of course, another relationship that's important is that of your family, and so that you're protecting and you're developing those relationships with your children. And there's a time, and I won't spend too much time right here, but there are times where your children are under your control, and in the sense of this, uh, that go take the trash out, and, and they need to go take the trash out, uh, you know, and it's the, fa- it's the Father's command is what it is, not control, but command. You know, make your bed, go to bed, wake up, go to school. It's the Father's command. And there's a time of transition where your children go from the Father's command to the Father's counsel, where you don't command your children, you don't tell them what to do, but you're there to be able to help give them some some counsel. That's why I say it's so important that you, number one, foster that relationship you have with God so that when you... Because so, it's it's the seed bed, it's the foundation of every other relationship. So you have your family. I'm gonna go through these kind of quickly. And the next, of course, is you know your 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 church family. Your church family is so very important. I'll make this real practical in a minute. There are people who go to church, but they don't really have any relationships. They go to church, but they don't really have any friends. And so I like that real, I'm a, I'm a real life kind of person. I want a personal interaction. I want to know somebody. I want them to be able to know me. And that takes spending time together. Go through the gospels and count how many times Jesus spent with people over a meal, breaking bread, fellowshipping with them, being around them. Now, um, there also, it's important that you have the right relationships in your life, the right friends in your life. Uh, you know, they have this saying, and it's very true, that, that you are the sum total of, of the five closest people to you in your life. So if you want to know somebody, just get to know the five people they spend most of their time with, and that can tell you a lot about them. So uh, as far as your, the influence in your life, where you're going, the lid on your life, you know, who do you have that you're close to that you're spending time with? Of course, in that group of five, I'd say my wife is in there, number one, but I have a other group of friends, uh, you know, a couple are pastors, a couple have one, you know, a couple have pastored, some not never pastored. And these are men um, that are in my life 
that were very, very close, that know me, they know my failures, my faults, my flaws, I know theirs, and we love each other anyway. They say that a real friend knows who you really are, and they love you anyway. That type of friend. So I have some friends in my life that that can confront me. I have some friends in my life that have refrigerator rights, which means they can walk right in, open up the refrigerator. They don't have to ask. They just go on in. They can take something out. You know, just don't drink out of my milk and put it back in there. Don't drink out of the pickle jar. That's my pickle juice. Anyway, uh, but but you know, they we have that relationship. I have some men of God who are older than me that can ask me strong questions because they love me and they care about me. So anyway, in difficult times, you want to you want to have some good people around you. You want to know who's with you in the foxhole, right? Who's in there with you when it's time to do battle. Um, some pastors really struggle because some pastors are very isolated and some pastors, you know, are really withdrawn and they 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 don't smell like sheep. And I think it's important for a shepherd to kind of kind of smell like sheep. It means you get around people, you spend time with people. I don't want to just impress people with eloquence and with, you know, um, strong spirituality. I want to be around people where we can kind of, you know, rub shoulders, you know, rub arms and just kind of get in the trenches together and do life together. Come and see me on a good day and on a bad day. Uh, you know, don't just hear me preach about marriage. Come and look at mine and and see what it's like. You know, let's let's walk through this together. I want to do life together. When Jesus came and walked the earth, I mean, he could have been the most super spiritual. I mean, you want to talk about super spiritual? Let's talk about Jesus, the Son of God, Son of Man, Lion of the tribe of Judah. It's amazing. No one like him. And look at how he lived there. Look how he walked among the people and he talked among the people and he fellowshiped with them and his parables and his teachings. There's just no one like that. Anyway, foster, develop, and protect godly relationships because there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to maybe struggle and you just can't seem to feel like you're going to find that peace. Let me, let me just give you some examples right here for each one of these. There, there was time where I struggled and, and we were walking through a severe crisis. And by the grace of God, I was able to reach out to several people. A couple of them actually called me, not knowing anything that was going on. And it was the right time when they called me. It was just our family was in a severe battle. We were in a just a fight. Things were not going well. I, I had no direction whatsoever. And I needed some peace, and I just, because of how tumultuous everything was, I just didn't know what to do. And so a f- friends called me at the right time. There's another time where we're going through a crisis in our family, and I called a pastor friend, and he answered, and, I, and he was, as soon as he answered, he's just, you know, talking, hey, what's up, man? I said, listen, I, I need I need a pastor right now. <laughs> You're my friend, but... But look, we are going through something right now, and and I need and I'm gonna tell you, he just stepped right in, and I was actually preaching in Oregon, and he was in a you know in the South, and he just began to speak over me. He immediately began to pray, and as he just began to engage and and did warfare for our family, I just felt the peace of God come in. Sometimes you got to have somebody who's willing to fight with you. Uh, when you're struggling with being able to trust the Lord, sometimes it's good to have a friend there to help remind you of where God has moved in the past, right? That's why we need these kind of relationships in our life. You know, the Bible says there's wisdom and a multitude of counselors. 
If if look, um, when when I need some wisdom in parenting, I'm going to go find some people that have been successful. If if I need some some wisdom for my marriage, I want to go find somebody who's had a successful marriage and they're they're actually winning in that area, you know. So I can draw on that. If I need some wisdom in my finances. I'm not going to go talk to somebody who's struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, and, and don't do. I want to find somebody who has wisdom and and has demonstrated that in their life, so I can you know extract from that. So you have to operate wisdom. There's times where you may struggle, and if you have godly relationships in your life, they can help you in many some of these areas where you're just struggling as well. Of course, that fourth point was being led by the Spirit. And, you know, maybe sometimes you need to reach out to a friend because the decision is so vast that you just can't seem like you can you can hear from the Lord. And so you need to bring some other people in to the situation. Now, before I've made major decisions in my life, and look, I'm a grown man, and I don't know that there's a, a strong decision. Many of the stronger decisions, and the older I get, the more I do this, where I've called my, my father and my mother and said, hey, here are some options that are coming up. Here are some things we are praying about. What do you think about that? And then I will call. I told you before that I have a small group of friends. I, of course, talk to my wife first before I talk to anybody. You know, how do you feel about this? But Should we pursue this? Let's pray together. What, what are your thoughts? And then we can make that decision. Then I usually will speak to my parents, and then I'll reach out to the same small circle of friends. And and the older I get, of course, that that circle is is it's getting tighter. You know, here's some opportunities that's in front of uh, you know Becky and I. What do you feel about it? Here's here's what it is, including coming to pastor the church in Homer. I talked to my uh, Becky and I talked about it. Talked to my my mother and my father, and then I called these men and said, Hey, here's what's around the corner. Uh, you know, here's what I think. Here's what I know. Here's what I feel. What do you feel? And, and you know, it's just there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And so that's why it's important to have proper relationships in your life. Those people that can say, stop being so spiritual right now, and I need you to get real. I need you to be real. And we don't have a lot of real right now in church, and we need some, we need some real right now, right? We need some, some real people. We need some genuine and authentic people right now. People don't care, you know, you can go pray three, four hours a day. People don't maybe care about that. They want to know, are you real? Are you real? Are you genuine? Are you authentic to who you say you are? The easiest thing to do is to preach a message. The easiest thing to do is to get on this right here and do this. It's the easiest thing to do. What I enjoyed more than I'm, and I love doing this. I do. I love to teach. I love to communicate. But earlier today after work, I drove 45 minutes to meet with a young man and and just to to just to connect and to build relationship to hear about his life and to, and to share some things with him and it was just a rich rich time of fellowship and and that I love that that's just where it's at so protecting and fostering and developing proper and godly relationships in your life so who do you have in your life like that these are five must these are five must that you need to have, especially for this era that we're living in right now. Who do you have? What are some friends? Who can you call in the midnight hour? And they will answer the phone and actually pick it up. 
who can call you and you're someone they need to call because you're going to have some godly wisdom for them. You're going to be able to speak peace into their situation. You're going to be able to pray with them and, you know, and help them to be led by the spirit of God, help them to remember where God's moved in their past so that they can continue to trust him right now. Anyway, I ended up going longer on this one than I did on the one last night. But I just can't say it enough. Relationships are incredibly valuable. The, the, the strongest ministries that I've ever been a part of, I had the strongest relationships with a group of people. And so you can just let's just take it to another level of relationships today. I'm not talking about Facebook friends. I'm talking about real friends. And today with our smartphones and our devices, FaceTime, look, you can you can FaceTime somebody, you can you can Skype them, you can call them, you can message them, you can reach out to them. Come on, you can do that. Right now we're in a time where almost our entire church has my phone number. And and we're not in a place where we're so large that 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 would be not good. Why? So that we can get to know each other, and I want you to know me. So there are people that are not in our church that are watching this video, and of course I'm speaking to the people in our church. I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been five must for difficult times this coming Sunday morning. It's going to be an exciting message I'm really, really pumped about, and, uh, and, and you have to be there to hear it. And I'll probably break it down, not in five parts, but we'll do a little podcast next week as well. Um, of course, there is a podcast. If you're watching this um, live, know that we have a podcast. You can see that right there on the Lighthouse um, Church Facebook page, and it's on Spotify. It's been submitted to Apple and to Google, so it'll be there very soon. You can listen to the podcast right there on anchor.fm, Lighthouse Homer, forward slash Lighthouse Homer, or just follow the link. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to watch the video, just go to facebook.com forward slash Lighthouse Homer. Or if you're friends with me on Facebook, I don't know why you wouldn't be my friend on Facebook. Don't be a jerk. You can just go to my Facebook profile and you can find the link to our um, Lighthouse Church Facebook page. All right. Hey, it's Friday night. Hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm loving this cooler weather. I hope this has blessed you. If it has, share it with somebody and I will talk to you soon.